Hey there, enthusiasts. Welcome back to Hero Talk. As a sequel to our last episode, we are now discussing Ghostbusters 2. Joining me once again is the Dark Princess and the Baron Fang, Jeff and Jen, not respectively. Guys, how you doing? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. All right, so Ghostbusters 2. I'm, I'm just going to put all my cards here on the table. I hate this movie. <laughs> I oh. hate everything about this movie. I don't like that this movie even exists. If I had, like, my one chance to go back in time and undo a wrong, uh, Hitler stays, uh, Napoleon, he can still do his thing, um, I'm gonna take care of this movie. Um, Breaking my heart here. Now, bear in mind, I'm presuming that when I do erase this movie from existence, all the bad stuff that has happened since 1989 will probably not happen. Well, then, yeah, then it might be worth it. Yeah, uh, I think. In that, in that case, we, if, we it, should if it's all the flow on effects. <laughs> All the flowing effects, yeah. So, all right, Jen, why don't you go ahead and admit your deep, dark secret? That I absolutely adore this movie. Yes. Um, that I love it as much as the first one. Right. And That I think it's hilarious. Uh, I don't I'll know how many other ways to tell you that you're wrong, you don't, and it's not. <laughs> no, it's so good. It is, it's in fact not. Jeff, where do you stand? <laughs> On the great Ghostbusters Look, 2 spectrum. I, I'm pretty ambivalent about it. You know, the, the, I, it's not a movie that I, like, watch over and over again. Unlike the first one, it's certainly nowhere near as quotable. Um, it, it's a subpar uh, return. Um, and, you know, I wish it was better, but I, I don't I don't hate it. Um, there's there's some things that I do like about it and some performances in there that are, that are pretty good. But, uh, yeah, it, it's... I, I don't go back to Ghostbusters too, <laughs> you know. I did. We did for the purposes of <laughs> of this podcast, obviously. But that's that's it's. Been, I've never previously actually sat down and like you know made a point to watch it. Yeah. So uh, it was it was interesting to uh, to to actually you know um, to look at it with a, a critical eye rather than just like oh, I don't like it as much as the first one to actually you know look into into more detail <laughs> into why it wasn't as good as the first one. But yeah, it, look, it was a it was it's an disheartening. Exercise. It's it's like looking into a black hole almost <laughs> i oh you know i watched it as soon as we finished recording ghostbusters one the hero talk i mm. that night i popped this thing into netflix and i watched it oh, and that's quite a chaser yeah like talk about coming off the high of how awesome <laughs> ghostbusters was i watched this and man i hate it even more now than i did when i first saw it in the theaters <laughs> I am the only member of the Hero Talk panel tonight to have seen both movies in their original theatrical release. Wow. Um, there are some good lines, though. Okay. It might have Jen, been quite name, name five. There are. Name five. <laughs> well, that's better. Oh, that, okay, lines that make me laugh? Sure. Okay. Suck in the guts, guys, where the Ghostbusters really? makes me laugh every single time. Yes, it's so funny. <laughs> <sighs> Okay, is that is that my standard from which all the rest of these quotes are going to fall? <laughs> okay, I like this other one. Kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? Wonder what? Whether she's naked under that toga. She is French, you know that. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay, how about this? Oh, no. <laughs> I'd like to run some gynecological... T- I can't say that word. Help me out. I'm pretty sure we got to bleep it out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a family podcast. That's on the mother. Who wouldn't? These are funny lines. And then, okay, this is a good one. When the Titanic shows up and uh, Cheech goes, well, better late than never. It's funny. That one actually okay, was funny, but that's like 90% Cheech and 10% script. Yeah, yeah I is, have to but admit, it's so funny I only remember regardless. that line because of him and the look on yeah. his face and the delivery. Exactly. Like, he's just, he's but perfectly fine with the ghost Titanic showing up. So, like, oh. <laughs> All right. I hope, I hope you're going to remember the best one, though, Jen. But, yeah, but that's funny. I mean, whether it's just solely about the script, it's about the delivery. That's what makes a movie. Okay. So, okay. So, give me that one, at least. I will give you, so, out of the four you've said so far, you've got one. <laughs> well, then I just failed, don't I? Well, uh, I mean, are you gonna are you gonna say the fifth, or do I have to remind you? 
well, I have a list of the quotes that I put down that I thought were funny, but I don't know what's yours. Well, the, the the highlight for me was the you know did you did you have any toys as a kid? I had a slinky, but I straight <laughs> I straight. Oh my god! It. Yeah, I just missed it. I had to have that here. We had part of a slinky. I straightened it. I straightened I it. I love yeah. that line. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's probably worth noting that when it came time to remember memorable lines from this movie, you had to write them down. <laughs> yeah. Whereas no, when it, it comes time to remember memorable. memorable lines from Ghostbusters 1, everybody I... knows them already. No, hang on. I am not good on the spot. I need my stuff in front of me. <laughs> well, I should or probably I'll... also point out that it is impossible to write down every memorable line from Ghostbusters 1 because it's also known as the script from Ghostbusters 1. <laughs> yeah. I don't agree with that. I'm not going to argue. All right. So let's just talk about the cast for a second. They got basically everybody back, uh, mm. including I didn't think they got Lenny back as the mayor, but he yeah. was. I got confused. Yeah. I thought Brian Doyle Murphy played the mayor, but he didn't. He played the psychiatrist yeah. or I don't know if he's a psychologist. I actually don't know the difference between those two things. But he, one of those in a ridiculously dumb scene that we'll probably talk about later. <laughs> uh, and then he, he did he played the mayor in the video game. That that was a fact. And in fact, I should probably state off the bat now, not only we're going to spoil this movie, and I don't usually say those anymore because obviously if it's on Hero Talk, we're going to spoil the movie we're talking about. Yeah. And we're also going to spoil the first movie because it's been 30 years. All right. We're going to spoil the first movie. Yeah, we're also going to spoil the 2009 video game because the 2009 video game actually calls back to this movie quite a bit. Huh. So we're going to uh, we're we're going to keep that. The, the the video game actually takes this movie and sends it back to Ghostbusters one and ties them all together. So this wasn't like some completely independent activity going on from Ghostbusters one. It tie, kind of ties it all into the same thing. Hmm. Um, not that that saves this movie, but, <laughs> but it at least it at least does draw a line between Ghostbusters one, Ghostbusters two, and the Ghostbusters video game, which for all intents and purposes is Ghostbusters three. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, look, it's as close as we're ever going to get to yeah, something that I mean. Let's, like let's be honest. 3. It's it's completely physically impossible to get all four Ghostbusters back for a movie at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very sadly enough. Yeah. And if, if Ernie Ernie Hudson has degraded as much. For Ghostbusters 3, as he did between 1 and 2, I don't know if we want him back. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, but then it wasn't Aww. just me, right? Ernie Hudson, no. he looked terrible. He looked awful. And and it, and it's and it's weird because like he's been in plenty of stuff since then that I've liked him in. Uh, like Oz, for example. Mm-hmm. He, he, was great, he was great in that. Uh, he didn't look ill or <laughs> shiny or whatever, yeah. the, whatever was going on with him. In he two. looked like he had uh, the stomach flu the whole movie. Yeah, I, I don't know what it was, and, and he just didn't seem right. Uh, and and not just older, like they were all older, but he just didn't seem well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, impressive that they got everybody back, and of course they replaced the one government asshole with uh, a new government asshole who uh, mm-hmm. fills that role yeah. quite well. Um, Lenny's just really bad at choosing aides. I think this yeah. is what it comes down to. Pretty much, yeah. yeah um, Aren't you supposed to lie to me and kiss my butt? All right, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I, I should point out that when I when I first saw this movie in theaters, one I was eight, um, and oh, I thought wow. that line was funny. Um, <laughs> as an adult, that line's not funny anymore. I think it's funny. I laughed, and Mr. Fang here can tell you I laughed because he heard me. She did. Yeah, we were we were watching it together, and she That's, she uh, remembered I it. Well, <laughs> teheed. That's a little disappointed in the both of you, quite frankly. <laughs> oh. Uh, so I mean, it just—it felt like well, it's good to have everybody back. Like Rick Moranis, he had nothing to do in this movie outside of just be in the courtroom scene, and he's only in the courtroom scene because they needed something for him to do. Yeah, he's um, a worthless character to the, to the entire plot development, and every scene he's in just feels like fluff. Yeah, it's. The, the great thing about his character in the first movie is not only is he really effective comedy relief, but he's actually also an integral part of the story. He isn't just stuck in there like, ha-ha, remember, remember this zany guy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're right. Like, out, outside of help, you know, outside of uh, helping in that courtroom scene. And I, and I actually, you know what? If that had been his cameo in the movie, 
Actually, that would have been perfect. Yeah, if that know, was the only thing he did, choice. He just in that scene, and that was it, I, I could have been like, yeah, you know what, you brought him back for that one scene, it was pretty funny. But the fact that he was in the rest of the movie, usually just playing off a of Slimer. Yes. Yeah. And we already know, I don't, I, well, I like Slimer, I can't say I like Slimer, <laughs> that's not true. I don't like that Slimer became this giant popular entity, and this movie came out in the middle of... <laughs> The, the Slimer takeover when he's got yeah. top billing and most stuff. And that's the only reason why Slimer's even in this movie. Yeah. yeah. He, went, he went from being a character who was uh, really funny to just... Um, the closest thing I can think of it is how they really, uh, really badly used C-3PO um, in the, the, the prequels. Um, you know what I mean? Like in the, in the first movie, he, w- he was, uh, you know, he wasn't like ha ha out laugh out loud funny all the time, but there was a lot of comic relief there. And, and then in the, and then in, you know, particularly in Attack of the Clones, it, it, you just turned into a court jester effectively. Um, and, and yeah, Lewis's character feels a little bit, uh, yeah. you know, inserted f- just for the, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just for the yucks and like, get for the it, yucks, yeah. he's a, he's a nerd. And it's like, that's, it's not the same if he doesn't actually have something to do. Yeah. And it just felt like he didn't have something to do. Speaking of nothing to do, <laughs> Winston Zedmore, we get like some inside look at all the Ghostbusters' lives as far as what they've been doing for the last five years, except Winston. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, it, it, uh, it, it, and it, and it would have been, it would have been funny if they could have come up with, you know, yeah. so, something else for him as well. I'm, I'm sure. But, uh, no, they just, <laughs> apparently all he does is the parties. All he does is the, <laughs> with, yeah. with Ray. Listen, I don't want to throw around the word racist. <laughs> I'm just saying the white Ghostbusters all got some stories about what they'd been up to with their time and the black Ghostbuster did not uh, um, yeah it, I, I uh, as far as far as the other performances in the, in the film like um, you know Egon was Egon uh, Vankman was Vankman even even though it, you know Bill Murray definitely didn't have as much enthusiasm this time around and, <laughs> yeah and you that, picked up on that yeah it felt like uh, he didn't want to be there like yeah, I, I, I've, I've crushing heard... my childhood. <laughs> oh, sorry, but like I heard a lot of stories that he's like the he was the driving force against Ghostbusters three. Like we can almost thank him for why it's never been made, yeah. and you can almost see why because he's like, yeah. listen, I we shouldn't have even made a second one. Yeah, uh, the the character, both the character of Ray and uh, the performance are pretty much identical. Yeah, uh, as as is the Egon performance, and Sigourney Weaver is just pitch perfect again as Dana. Mm-hmm. I, I actually think that whole storyline about them and their what happened to their relationship and um, bringing the kid into it was kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Now you know what I have I have some issues with the kid, and this isn't just because I dislike this movie in general, but I felt like this movie went to the child in peril too many times. For my liking, you know, it's it's too many times the source of drama was, uh oh, is the baby gonna be okay? Yeah. And you know, well, it's maybe not something I picked up with at the time. Having a baby now, I don't really appreciate it when you abuse that emotional tug. Like, <laughs> just keep beating on that. You just yeah. keep beating on that. Like, <laughs> hey, listen, you haven't. I don't think you earned it the first time, and you certainly haven't earned it the next four times you've used it. Yeah. 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 It 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 got a little old. Um. And. Uh, not the the kid. The, by the way, the, the, another case of um, twins. By the way, I I just was yep. looking over the cast list and there's two oh, yeah. people next to it, and I thought there was a typo, and then I realized no, that's nope. those are actually twins. 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 That's how you get around U.S. child labor laws. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. You know, Annie Potts was great. Um. I thought uh, I love her. You know, it just. She didn't have any lines though. Unfortunately. Yeah. She really. <laughs> like, I don't think she was used as well. Like she wasn't as no. as fun. And then they. She kind of got a little '80s punk. You know? Oh yeah, the the hair, the, the hair, and the, the hair and the clothes and, yeah. and stuff. It just seemed like no. I guess it's been five years. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. A little surprised she didn't have another job by now, but <laughs> yeah. she would immediately go right back working for them. She didn't really like it the, in the first place. <laughs> yeah, Ivan Reitman returned as the voice of Slimer. By the way, <laughs> Ivan Reitman did return as the voice of Slimer. Wow, good thing too for. Slimer's very integral part of this movie, with no real explanation as to how he got out and why he's floating around. No, he's Slimer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's Slimer. That's why. Mm-hmm. All right. So Jen, I feel like Jeff and I have kind of done the rotisserie beatdown of this movie so far. <laughs> in the interest of fairness, so people don't think that I'm being a bully, tell me what, in your flawed opinion, did you actually find appealing about the movie? Okay. Again, I do think. That it's funny. It might not be as funny as the first one, but if you can kind of look at it objectively, it's a very funny movie. And yeah, no. honestly, another thing I actually did want to bring up that I was thinking about after our last uh, Hero Talk 
you asked me the first time I saw the first one. Yeah. And I couldn't even remember. And I think that a lot of that has to do with, I'm pretty sure I watched the second one way more. No. Like, I think no, I actually Jen, no. maybe even no. watched the second one first. <laughs> no. <laughs> I well, given what, it, given I what age you would have been, yeah. It's not that yeah. hard to Yeah, and, yeah. you know, it would have just come out. I don't even remember how I saw it in the first time, in the first place, but it really stuck with me. I really liked it as a kid, and I'm pretty sure that was just my introduction. Oh. And I also remember, <laughs> now I think of crushing him. Uh, we also mentioned, like, I don't remember what it was. You said some scene in the first one scared you. Is the librarian. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the second one, that was the big scene that freaked me out when they were down in the tunnel. And that ghost train comes. And then there's all those heads. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that scared the crap out of me when I was little. I'm pretty sure I ran out of the living room at one point. I was in a theater. But <laughs> <laughs> I just think that there's more of an attachment there because I grew up on it more than you guys did. Yeah. Maybe. Well, it's a good explanation, at least. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's a good reason, but still no excuse. <laughs> it's good, though. It's funny i it's just it's like endearing it's like old friends coming back i love that they come back i love that yeah they come together it's just i don't know i don't know why i i never thought that anybody hated ghostbusters too oh yeah like i'm I, like i don't even know what to say to you guys it's kind of sad though yeah. it is it is a little sad <laughs> i suppose <laughs> all right sorry i'm just can't believe that just this was your introduction that's wrong that's mm-hmm. that feels like this is see this is what I would change if I could go back in time because then your introduction would have been the first Ghostbusters movie and you wouldn't have been broken. But uh, it's just so fun. Like I love when they get the Statue of Liberty moving. Oh, that it's, felt it's so forced. Like it's almost like they sat there and said to themselves, "We need something giant to walk through the streets of New York in the third act." Yeah. They're like, "Well, doesn't really fit with the plot so far to have the bad guy be big and like well let's make a good guy real big and they came up with this idea just to to try to hit the same upbeats that there were in the other movie i mean it it didn't hit the same beats like almost like they had the same first draft of the script mm. like they took ghostbusters one and they said now let's start changing things here and there yeah it, it is it is a bit odd uh i mean i'm Who's who's listed as the writer here? I guess it was just, oh well, it was Harold Ramis yeah. and Dan Aykroyd again. So right. <laughs> I was looking to see if there was another name I could blame, but no, <laughs> no, no, unfortunately. Um, yeah. See, to me, that's all the more reason to say it's just another good movie. It's the same guys who are geniuses. Yeah, you know, geniuses can screw stuff up every now and then. They can, but yeah. even when a genius screws up a bit, that's way better than the vast majority of other stuff done. <laughs> well. I listen. I it's it's not really a great excuse to say like this rises to the the, the top of the turd pile. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but see, I don't see it that way. Right. Like I'm just saying, even if you think it's not up to their par, it's like you still got to look at who was making it, and it's I don't I don't I can't look at their work and say that it's crap. I certainly can. <laughs> I am. That is well within well within my rights. All right, so we can harp back and forth about why this movie is bad and why people who like it are wrong all day. But we should probably actually discuss the movie. Now, I'm going to ask you if you noticed, Pete Venkman's TV show, the running time on that sucker is about four and a half minutes. That seems yeah. short to anybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that, then, whole, the whole, that whole segment. Yeah, yeah, and then the mayor's just walking through the studio at the time, like, the public access, didn't it seem... I mean, the mayor of New York City, wouldn't he be on one of the more national stations? Maybe not on the set of the Psychic Show? Yeah, you'd think. It was a bit, it was a bit contrived. Yeah. It was a big studio building, and he was there for some other program. They try, they try to intone that the show is very low rent, though. So. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, it's not like they show that you know it's a it's a big time show, mm-hmm. and he'd be in the big studio. Like, I would imagine that you know the mayor would be like on the thirtieth floor at the major studios, and like Peter's show was somewhere like on floor three. <laughs> you know? I think it's just one of those things that it's a movie, and they had to have him there, and that's it. Yeah, it's something that's never bothered me until I actually tried to watch this with a critical eye. Yeah, and then I'm like, no, that's wait a minute, that's kind of dumb. But uh, yeah, I I just I wasn't a, a huge fan. And also, there was a scene later on where some big security guard like sees him. He's like, hey, aren't you from that psychic show? And he's like, oh, I love that show. Like, yeah, I'm also one of those guys who saved New York from the giant walking marshmallow man. I don't know if you recognize <laughs> me from that. That's you remember? A good point. 
when a yeah. giant marshmallow Congrats. destroyed a block of this city and I, I helped kill it. You don't remember that in the newspapers? The giant marshmallow. It covered half of Park West. Yeah. No, not ringing a bell. <laughs> yeah, there was. I, that, I think that plot point kind of made a lot of things a little bit ridiculous about the Ghostbusters in that, you know, you have a judge who's like, I don't believe in ghosts. Like, really? Because everyone saw the Marshmallow Man. Literally everybody. Like, in, in this Ghostbusters world, you can't get away with the I don't believe in ghosts argument anymore. Because I, the Marshmallow Man happened. Yeah, that, that I didn't like. I, I, the, one, the one thing I thought that was a very clever way of, of reconciling the, that, that world and the real world was that they were all sued after it happened. That, I was like, that's actually right. That, that actually seems about right. Yeah, they were <laughs> yeah. a little bit ahead of their time there. Yeah, I, I think, mean, I, I think a at really the time, good idea. like even around then, I'm like, why would they be sued? They're heroes. And then now I watch them like, oh, they'd be sued three ways from Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was a great way to explain, you know, why they would have been made insolvent and all moved their, onto their separate ways because yeah. they can't they can't be Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. I, I have no problem with that point. It makes sense. You know what, mm-hmm. what kind of bothers me? Let's talk about this courtroom scene because it's it's supposed to be our our equivalent to the hotel scene. Yeah. So they're in yeah. court, and it's and it's you know it's it's a funny scene in that like you know you got you got Lewis who's trying to be the attorney and he does tax law, but they hired him anyway probably because he wouldn't charge them. Yeah. You know, so they probably just went the cheap route. Yeah. And you know, I I even thought it was kind of funny where like like he's being fed lines by Peter. Yeah. Like he doesn't actually know. I I do think he screwed up a lot of legal terms that even <laughs> Lewis would probably know. <laughs> But what really irks me about this scene, and I couldn't get around it, is they start this scene where the three of them are being charged, and Winston is there. It's it's established there. He's talking to him, So yeah. you know he's there, and he's in the courtroom. Then the ghosts pop out. Everybody clears except for the three main Ghostbusters, Lewis and the judge. Yeah. Okay, so are you, willing, are you trying to tell me that Winston ran away yeah. with everybody else? The Ghostbuster, Winston Zedmore, didn't think yeah. to himself, huh, we got to do something about this? Yeah. It's... <laughs> It's. I, I looked at that as well, and thought, and I, I still can't come up with an explanation as to why they would not have him in that scene. I mean, other than other than to make a perfect like recreation. Yeah. Other than because you needed scene. to have the three guys, and then Winston join later, just like in the first movie. Yeah. Um. I mean, why? If that was how they wanted to do it, why not just have Vin, Winston gone for the first part of the movie, yeah, well, and then turn up dramatically, you know, and have a. a, a you know, like a dramatic entrance at some point. Right. You know? Yeah. Why establish yeah. him? Why even establish him at the courtroom just to forget that he's there for the other guys? Yeah. Or have yeah. him save the day or something, you know, or help. Yeah. His, <laughs> his, the time that he gets to save the day is when they're locked in that room and the, all those pictures catch on fire and then he like breaks down the door and then yeah. his music I, plays. Yeah. I think <laughs> the courtroom scene would have been. I mean, bear in mind, it, it, what I said from the first sense. movie still holds true. Winston is my favorite Ghostbuster. So it bothers me when he's not involved in the Ghostbusting when he was present at the scene and established <laughs> yeah. there. And he, he wouldn't have ran away like a little yeah, baby. Yeah, and he would either. not have run away. No. You know, mm-hmm. I could, I no, could I understand if they show, like, and they establish he was running crowd control. Like, everybody calm down. Everybody, single file, single file. Come on. Then I could at least be like, listen, he didn't freak out. He kept his wits about him. He was clearing people out of the courtroom. But they didn't establish that. They established he was there, and then everybody ran away screaming. Yeah. yeah. Except for, I mean, Lewis stayed in the courtroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to get three more funny lines out of him. Yeah. Um. Just so they could set the trap, and I don't know, Jen, explain to me. Why is Do Ray Egon funny? <laughs> You know what? That's actually on my list of the quotes that made me laugh the most. And I'll explain why. It's the way he delivers it. It's solely about him. It's not the line. The line itself, if anyone else read it, I'd be like, that is awful. It's just because I love him so much and the way he delivers it and the way he smiles when he says it. That's what cracks me up. That's the only reason it's funny. It's because of him. Okay. (laughs) So... It's one of those unhinged Egon moments that you see so rarely, you know. Where like, like he thinks he's cool. On the, yeah. In the first movie, where he he's firing the the proton pack and he's just going and going and going, and they're like, "Whoa, easy, Tex!" Yeah. And he's like, clearly yeah. like lost it, you know. <laughs> see, again, even when we talk about the second movie, it always goes back to how good the first. <laughs> All right, so River of Slime. Uh, which was later retconned to be the River of Slime was actually 
not created by Vigo and not created by the hate of New York, but actually was pumped under the city of New York by uh, the Gozer worshippers did. Oh, is this from the video game? That's from the video game, yeah. Uh, they, they, okay. they produced the River of Slime. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a better explanation. <laughs> yeah. Then it just was there, yeah. So they did it specifically to try to, you know, they, they wanted to try to bring about this, this great apocalypse of evil thing because they thought that would bring about the return of Gozer. Increase the psychometric potential or some such right. explanation. Um, and so I guess, and I don't remember exactly from the video game, it's been a couple years, but I think Vigo coming to life was a um, a happy coincidence in terms of what was going on. Like v- Vigo ended up coming to life because he had haunted the, fo- the, the, the painting and the slime allowed him to manipulate and to try to become alive. Right. But I don't think, I think Vigo had nothing to do with the River of Slime. Okay. Well, I would have liked that better, to be honest, to tie, tie it into the first m- movie as well, too. Yeah. Um, g- given that they'd established that there were Gozer wor- worshippers and causing yeah. trouble in the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't like Vigo. I thought, you know, if, if I had to choose between Vigo and Gozer, I'd rather have Gozer. <laughs> Uh, Gozer's a lot more subtle. Gozer's a lot more <laughs> At least subtle. I mean, the, Vigo was, the end. was a little over the top, and 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 Janos was kind of weird. And I don't, I, I don't know That's if I quite bought the idea little. of I just need a child. And like, ah, it seems a little conveniently contrived. Well, yeah. I think that he needed to take a human form, and I guess it was like, well, why not start as a baby so he can have more time on Earth? Was he just going to be like relatively benign for 17 years until he came yeah, of age? Though? Like, yeah, basically. He I wanted was to go to high school. <laughs> Didn't it seem like he'd want an adult? Like, hey, Janos, as long as you're here. Would you like, want to look like Janos? If he'd gotten his way, presumably <laughs> the, the, the mold would have gone away and Dana would have been forced to fall in love with Janos and the two of them would have walked out of the museum with the kid like nothing happened, raised him, and then, like little Damien, he would have grown up to be, <laughs> like, eventually the uh, overlord of the Earth. But th- that's a long time to wait for the apocalypse, isn't it? Like, Yeah. Seems seems like there's more efficient ways you could bring it about. I, I would think, but, you know, especially when, like, even, even Peter's guest was all like, oh, it's going to end at the end of the, you know, it's going to end on New Year's Eve, and the world's going to end. And, like, well, mm-hmm. the world wasn't really going to end then. It was, no. A couple of wheels were going to be set in motion, but still, you're one bad car accident away from preventing the end of the world. That's yeah. Um, one, one, another thing about um, New Year's Eve, I just thought I'd mention quickly. I, so I happened to be looking at the poster, uh, and I didn't see it in the theaters, uh, and I wasn't old enough to care about the marketing at the time. But this movie came out in June. Yes, this it was is. a summer. It was a summer movie. Yes. What? Okay. I mean, I might be an idiot, but like more often than not, when they set a movie at the holiday period, yeah, like a Home Alone, you release it in the holiday period. or yeah. or Gremlins, for for example, uh, you release it in the lead up to the holiday period. Why? Why yeah. wouldn't they have done Even that? As for a this kid, one? it felt a little out of place seeing the Ghostbusters running around and their blue coveralls, which I didn't like, with their with their Santa hats on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, there was a lot of things that seemed arbitrarily changed. I don't like that they decided to make the, the little ghost and their symbol, like, give the peace sign so that he could be Ghostbusters 2. Like, yeah. there was no really real reason for that other than so they could use the Ghostbusters 2 symbol. <laughs> yeah. Because if you think about it, in terms of branding, you want to go with the brand that everybody recognizes. Yeah, yeah. But um, I can forgive blue jumpsuits, whatever. It's I think if they were going to wear blue jumpsuits, though, they should have just dived full on in and said, all right, we're in blue jumpsuits for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Not for a yeah, couple of they, scenes in the montage. But they didn't. Yeah. yeah. Although the poster, they're wearing the blue jumpsuits, <laughs> which is which is odd. Um, but yeah, I always thought that was weird. I, I, I It's not like I've never seen a movie released at a time where it isn't set. It's just like that seems to be the done thing these days for holiday movies oh, yeah. is to have them set. In the holidays, it, uh, may- maybe they thought it would do better. I mean, the original Ghostbusters, I assume, was a summer blockbuster. Maybe that's why. But then why use New- a New York e- New Year's Eve MacGuffin if... I mean, for for any other excuse but to have a Old Lang Syne chorus. Like, yeah, uh, I-, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's why they changed... Well, I don't know that uh, they changed... But yeah. Maybe that's why they chose New Year's Eve. I- I don't well, know. maybe that was the story. And then, I mean, I'm sure the higher-ups decide when it was going to be released. Yeah. Maybe they wrote that expecting it to be released around the holidays. I don't know. Well, well I can tell you one thing. Um, Vigo wouldn't have known it was New Year's Eve because he's on the Gregorian calendar based on yeah. when he was alive. Been, so, it was just like, a, a coincidence, really. <laughs> so, 
Like, he, he, his calendar would have been way off. He just chose a random oh, day. Yeah. He had no idea there was going to be all these people singing. Otherwise, he wouldn't have done it because that <laughs> yeah. really ended up kind of biting him in the butt at the end. Yeah, he should he should have show, chose the last day of uh, the tax season. Yeah, uh, to get the maximum amount <laughs> of if grumbling. He, if he had shown up like April fifteenth or like Black Friday. <laughs> yeah. Man, oh yeah, Black Friday. He shows yeah. up Black Friday. Man, he doesn't he doesn't even need to get a baby at that point. He can just become yeah. real again. Yeah. Well, one Walmart store yeah. getting smashed down at, at uh, the stroke of midnight. Yeah. Boom. Apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, we went, we went to a real dark place here. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I just it just really struck me as odd yeah. why they would uh, set that differently yeah. than the release date. Uh-huh. No. Um, I guess maybe explain this to me. But if Vigo, it seems like he can walk out of that painting and interact with the world around him, mm-hmm. why did he need the baby? Uh, I, 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 I still don't know. I mean... And I say that buying the premise of the gatekeeper and the key master from the first film, like mm-hmm. even though it was a little bit contrived, I still did, I still didn't question it. Um, uh, and you know, two human hosts and all yeah. that jazz. But yeah, I, I I honestly think it was just a uh, just a way to tug on the heartstrings. Really, I, it was just a cheap way to get to to try and build. Um, yeah, put the baby in peril. Yeah, a sympathetic re- reaction from the from the audience. Um, they didn't earn it, which is which is a weird choice because, I mean, wasn't the stakes were pretty high in the first film? Yeah, it was. Like, they they didn't yeah. need to be trumped up by anything. Like um, uh, I yeah, I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of the the whole final scene, or Vigo as a villain. It just you, you know like when there's no real connection there driving the story, I, it just felt a little off. Yeah, uh, like even the confrontation, which is one of my you know one of the parts of the movie i like more the more than most he still didn't uh i don't know i didn't feel as much tension as uh, as as you did during the gozer confrontation right um, well because when when gozer comes out like you're thinking and especially when they try to fry or nothing happens like how are they going to get through this yeah but by this by this time you you sort of you imagined by now that they were just going to like blow the thing with good slime and <laughs> everything would turn out all right yeah uh, the good slime. Yeah. So, what do you think of the good slime? The, the positively charged slime. Yeah, I'm just gonna call it the good slime because that's what I've grown up calling it. So. Well, look, uh, I any feelings I might have had about it were kind of ruined by the whole fact that I didn't like the Statue of Liberty contrivance. So, it, <laughs> I mean, it was just keep kicking, Levy. <laughs> I, I just like didn't. It. Yeah. You'd like the good slime concept or the yeah. Statue of Liberty contrivance? Both. Both. <laughs> See, it's the Statue of Liberty thing was something which, as an eight-year-old, I thought was awesome, but then as an adult, I'm like, oh come See, on. See, we've finally figured it out. You grew up. I so didn't, and that's why I still love it. Because <laughs> deep down, I'm still an eight-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am not. Oh, wow. You have a child. You're an adult. Yeah, I can't. I can't really afford to be an eight-year-old anymore. <laughs> but I mean, I just. I don't know. It was walking around. What was what was the song they played to make it walk? Higher, higher and higher. Higher and higher. Yeah. yeah. Not a terrible song. No. So there you go. Good I have good things to say about this movie. It's the best I'm song proud. in the. It's the best song in the movie. Best song I mean, in the movie. I, it's best. Better than the Bobby Brown trash. Oh, that <laughs> Bobby Brown. Let me. <laughs> or you know what? And I'm very surprised about this. Is that the uh, the the remix of the Ghostbusters theme by Run DMC? Yeah. I never in my life thought I would ever say that. I think the Ray Parker Jr. version's better. <laughs> but that's. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, it um, I didn't like. I mean, they were using what the Nintendo controller, the NES Advantage. Oh yeah, that that yeah. Like, I, like how would I, they have rigged? That's just so. I I mean, I, I already didn't like the scene to begin with, but that that was uh, just like yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So in the Ghostbusters 2 video game, this was easily the most convoluted and hardest level also was trying to Moving ride the, the stupid statue. statue of Liberty to the to the museum. Yeah. Without, what, 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 how did you lose that section stepping on too many? No, well it's like you were you had to like crawl it. through the water and then get up and then like there's stuff flying everywhere, like stuff that's not actually in the movie, but like ghost things flying around and like I think you have to point the torch and try to shoot from the torch at them, but Oh, uh, okay. I mean, Jen, you played yeah, that I game. So. Is that right? Yeah, that sounds right. I mean, it's been obviously a long-ass time, but I think you're right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, not a, not a fan. <laughs> no. I, I, mean, I played that game embarrassingly much. 
I never had I never had the pleasure. No. I mean, listen, I like that was one of my like first big gaming experiences is playing that game obsessively. Well, I mean, one of my first big gaming experiences was playing Ghostbusters, the original game, on the Commodore 64 because I'm old. <laughs> 800XL here, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know, I mean, it's. I did play that game quite a bit, even though I thought the controls were terrible, and it was... Didn't it also... It was really funky, like, A shot and B jumped? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Man, you felt blowing your mind funky. as a young kid. Yeah, I heard. I think I heard about that in an Angry Video Game Nerd review. And for him, that's the ultimate sacrilege with a game, is when A isn't jump. <laughs> yeah, so. that's... Listen, that's convention. You, you can't go against that right now. A is jump. <laughs> a will forever be jump. Yep. All right, so... I don't know. Jen, did you like Vigo? Did you think he was a fun villain, or did you was yes. just there? No, I really did like him. I felt like, I mean, again, when I was little, he like kind of really freaked me out. Mm-hmm. And the whole aspect of Janos was disturbing as hell. I mean, not now when I'm you know, <laughs> a grown woman, but when I was little, that scene where he's in the hallway and his eyes are glowing mm. also scared the crap out of me. I, I saw this movie... Probably four or five times before this in pieces, and I did not realize until this time that the old woman ghost carriage thing was Janos. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I honestly <laughs> had no That's idea. Disturbing. Yeah, uh, I yeah. Again, this was just another scene where it was baby in peril, so I kind of thought they didn't earn it. Yeah. You know, so he's like, "Oh no, the baby's on the ledge. Is the baby gonna fall?" And listen, you haven't earned that. Yeah, this is at that point in time. This is now like the third or fourth time. You've tried to put the baby in peril to create dramatic tension. Like you've you 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 lost the right now. The baby gets to be safe for the rest of the movie. The baby does remind me of one thing that I do think this movie did well, which was in keeping from the first movie, is that there were a lot of really well done practical special effects in it. The goat, oh, yeah. like the ghost carriage, yeah. the uh, rolling around the streets in New York, uh, the the to- even the to- <laughs> even the silly sort of toaster scene, just. And, and the yeah. cha- the chairs flipping out uh, mm-hmm. on their own in the courtroom, like a lot of that stuff's really mm-hmm. well done, at least on par or or better with what was in the first. Uh, it would, I mean, granted, in 1989, they uh, would would they have had slightly better? Um, what was it that we were complaining about in the first one, Greg? The we were dogs, complaining about the dogs, dogs running. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if there was any. I'm trying to think. Was there something like that where there was an? Well, yeah, an, like an, the uh, the two brother that? guys from the courtroom. They were all. Yeah. They were all yeah. CG effect. Yeah. Oh, and that was pretty good. I, th- I, I, mean, I had no issue with it visually. Yeah. Fact, but, yeah, yeah my o- my only issue, issue with that scene in general is just that Winston disappeared. Mm. In terms of, you know, Ghostbusters busting ghosts, it, it did everything it needed to do. Yeah, but as far, generally, as far, as far as special effects are concerned, I mean, for the, for the time, impre- impressive. And, and, I, and I think they stepped certain things up from the first film, film as well. And yeah. they, they probably, uh, I mean, it was uh, seven or eight million dollars more than the first film. So I don't know right. whether that's reflected in uh, Bill, Mur- in the, Bill Murray's extra paycheck to get him to do it or whether or not <laughs> it was for yeah. the special effects. But. I mean, well, so the, only, I asked the one effect where I still I look at today, and especially when I just saw it, and I thought, like, that's still a little cheesy is when when the Statue of Liberty is walking through New York. Like, it just, mm-hmm. it, it that seemed a little off. And I don't know how they filmed it. I don't know if it was miniatures and then they overlaid it. I don't know if that was all, like, some kind of claymation or if that was all digital. But it just, it didn't look real it, to me. It looked way worse than the Stay Puft. Yeah. 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 Stay Puft looked real. I, you could watch yeah. it today. And I'm like, I don't know how they did this unless they actually got a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man to walk through that city. <laughs> Yeah. That's the only explanation I can think of. Stay Puft looked like he was there. I'd I'd love to. See, yeah. I mean, uh, Jen's written about the upcoming um, DVD release, and that's one thing I'd love to see is uh, if they've got like a featurette on Stay Puft. I'd I'd <laughs> I'd be very curious to to see that. Yeah, yeah I, I love so. Mr. Stay Puft. I I you know of all the stuff they really worked and went out of their way to get back in this movie, even though they didn't deserve it, I would have forgiven Stay Puft. <laughs> Well, they did it in the cartoon. They let him out to in save the cartoon, uh, New York yeah, in the cartoon. Yeah. You guys didn't hear this last time because we had this whole discussion off the air. But in the cartoon, <laughs> they let Stay Puft out of the containment unit all the time. Even though, A, he wasn't actually in the containment unit. He blew up. And, B, he's not Mr. Stay Puft. He's Gozer he's the Destructor. Gozer, yeah. Yeah. But, was yeah, he they... like their guard dog? Just to release him when they need backup? Yeah, it was like whenever they needed like a big something to fight another big ghost, they would just release Stay <laughs> yeah. Puft. 
And you're like, no, that's not Stay Puft. He's not just like, he's not the big, funny, fun-loving Marshmallow Man. That's Gozer the Destructor who wants to bring about the end of all life as they know it. And they're just going to oh, let him out because the giant praying mantis ghost is pretty scary, too. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but I would, I would have forgiven it. I have, I have it on my Christmas tree every year. I got a Mr. Stay Puffed. Oh, <laughs> I want one. Well, then you should have bought one two years ago when Hallmark was selling them. <laughs> No, actually, no, Hallmark he, actually Hallmark sells, uh, I think, a Ghostbusters Christmas ornament of some sort every year. Mm. Last year oh, might have been Ecto One. Yeah, they, they redo them all the time. Don't worry, you know it's not like they're never going to do Ecto One again. Might just have to wait two or three years. You, you hear that, Mister Fang? Uh, yeah, I've, I'll Christmas take present note. idea. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take note. <laughs> no, Hall- Hallmark actually makes some decent Christmas ornaments. Uh, you know what they made yeah, last year? They picked up Jeff. It's a- Bobby Orr. <laughs> Bobby Orr Christmas. Bobby or Christmas. Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Now I, I don't know how they sold elsewhere, but I know like around here, you had to buy them. Like when when they came out, you needed to be in the store buying your Bobby Orr because they were sold out <laughs> long before Christmas time. Can there be a John Tavares one? Kyle Poso. We'll see. Yeah, we'll keep, hockey talk there. Check, we will see. We can we can talk hockey. This is hero talk. There is no format here. <laughs> we talk about whatever we want. But yeah, no, they they have Christmas ornaments. That's it's sort of my thing. When I stopped collecting action figures, I was like, how do I scratch that itch? And like, I buy Christmas ornaments now. That's how I scratch that itch. They <laughs> go in the box, and every Christmas it. they come out. They hang on the tree, so it's not like they're just sitting around. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, my <laughs> talking about the confrontation with Vigo uh, makes me remember the two things in the movie. I probably, I mean, the the, the joystick just egregious, but probably the thing that I hate the most. Is the painting? <laughs> I mean, the painting at the end, like the, who who talked who into that? <laughs> like who and who said know, that was right? a good like, idea? What sense does that make? Uh, I mean, it doesn't make any in-universe sense. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense uh, in any other context. It's just yeah. Right. yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Know. So Jen, you love this movie so much. <laughs> Why was there a painting of this? Someone got paid to do that. Yeah, that that painting okay, exists I don't, somewhere. <laughs> here's the thing: I'm more on the fence on this one because I completely understand what you guys are saying. It makes no sense. It seems silly, but and again, he can attest to this because he's watching it with me. I went, "Aw." <laughs> wow. I don't. It's just. Wow. I think that the movie is like so close to my heart, and I love it so much because I grew up on it that I forgive stuff like that. Hmm. Wow. So yeah, I completely understand what you're saying. It's silly. Considering that painting is I don't from know the why 16th, it's there. Considering that painting is from the 16th century and that it's probably insured, how, how does that? Do they get a payout on that when I don't, a, a psychometric event changes it to a picture of yeah, four idiots? That's that's like, a pretty good question. So, <laughs> so here's some other things. As we're we're starting to to get towards the end of Hero Talk, and there's still a couple of things I need to to bring up and make sure that are properly discussed. Uh, when the mayor's aide has the Ghostbusters committed. <laughs> And the the psychiatric doctor, played by Brian Doyle Murphy, doesn't believe them when they talk about the River of Slime. You do understand that just five years ago, a giant marshmallow man trampled an entire block <laughs> yeah. in the city of New York. These are literally the experts that are certified, as certified yeah. as you can get. And yeah. stuff like this has, in fact, happened. So how do you get the, yeah, sure, right, whatever? Like, what, what do you mean, whatever? You remember the marshmallow? The giant storm. It's I. I felt like they they don't they didn't they don't have that luxury anymore. That that plot device yeah. is gone. People believe in ghosts now. That's a thing. Yes. I, ah, ah yes, Gozer. We've investigated those claims. Yeah, like they they they, no, they no, really no, they, no more Mass Effect reference. <laughs> <laughs> they really they really shouldn't have uh, have fallen back into the okay. Let's make it so that people don't believe them again. BS because. You're right. The climax of the first film was just simply too big for yeah. the audience to look at the second one and go that in this world there could be some someone who like is <laughs> I'm not even know, talking like, about somebody in LA, all right? We're talking yeah. about people in the same city where that yeah. happened 5 years ago. Ungrateful yuppie larva. No, that's a different story. Those kids wouldn't have even remembered the Marshmallow Man. Why the <laughs> Ghostbusters are going to their birthday party, I don't know. I'm part of me wonders if they almost wanted to think like I feel like they presented it in the way that there was some massive cover-up and the vast majority of the city didn't even know about what happened in the first one. But obviously they didn't present that as yeah. the case. I could have bought that. I really could have. 
I could have yeah, been like, if they had somehow. <laughs> yeah, like the mayor's like, listen, I'm not. This is not getting out there. We are, we are calling, you know, pre Patriot Act, and we are controlling <laughs> everything. Yeah. I don't know. But, but they pretend like it did happen, and yet we're also supposed to believe that people like this don't believe them and think that they're crazy. Yeah, like they, they, they would be they crazy, an, even though they, they showed another up. Way. Yeah. Here's here's another thing, and this the the precursor to this whole thing bothered me is they needed to create a scene in which the Ghostbusters could get arrested and be brought to the mayor because that happened in the first movie. So we have to do that again. But yeah. what sense does it make to they co- they finally go for the swim in the slime, they come out, they're covered in slime, and they think to themselves, we need to go in person to the place where Peter is having dinner to get him to listen to this story instead of thinking, we need to get out of these slimed clothes and then call the place where Peter is having dinner and tell him that he needs to come back because we found something big. Like, why go there, still covered in slime, to I what presumably had to be a, a, a bit of a walk away? <laughs> yeah. They were too excited and too pumped up. Like To me, it was such a huge thing that they had discovered. I, I think it almost would have made it fall flat if they had been like, oh, let's go home and change and yeah. get some dinner and then we'll find him. Yeah. Well, I don't think I they think should have had dinner. I mean, that's... <laughs> at the very least, like... You know, they they want to play like we got to get out of these clothes because the slime is making us hate each other. Um, by the way, in a fight between Winston and Ray, I don't I don't see how that would even be a fight. Winston <laughs> would crush him, right? He would, yeah. Yep. Like I'm a little upset that but they I let think... it go as long as it did in the film without Winston just crushing him. But uh, all right, whatever. I guess Winston doesn't get any respect in this movie, so I don't see why that would start now. Poor Winston. I know, right? I mean, it's not just me. You guys saw that no, too. Like, Winston did not get the same fair shake as the other three. There's a there's that T-shirt we were looking at too online where he's every, they're all on the front, including Slimer, mm-hmm. yeah. Puff, <laughs> yeah. and he's on the back of it. Winston's on, you know. That's not cool. that that kind of bothers me a little me bit. Me too. Like seriously, because yeah. he's my favorite. He's he's not the doctor. He's this is just his job. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, although I want to point out again that in the Ghostbusters game, they established that Winston does eventually go and get his PhD in paranormal psychology or something along those lines. Yeah. Like they write it wrong. Yeah. Like they, they decided now he's now Dr. Zedmore. Oh, okay. All right. Cause he, he made some comment during the, uh, the, the New York public library level. Like I spent all my time here when I was getting my PhD. <laughs> that's what it was. It was a throwaway comment. Which I thought was a little odd because the video game is set two years after Ghostbusters two. Wow, that, that's that's a hard slog getting a PhD in two years. So like I think we can safely assume from that that Winston is some kind of certified genius level intellect. Have to be. I mean, you'd have, have to, to be right in two yeah, years because it didn't. He gave no indication he was working on his PhD during this movie. Yeah. Not that we got any indication what he was up to at all during this movie. No. Maybe he was getting smart. Maybe. You never know. Yeah, maybe he's been studying this whole... That's where Winston was. He was getting his PhD. Mm-hmm. Sure. Why not? Let's let the video game fix all the wrongs of this movie. <laughs> uh, all right. So those those scenes kind of irked me a little bit. Uh, Lewis didn't need to get suited up. <laughs> Slimer didn't, didn't need, need to be to, driving a bus. Possible. Why was Slimer driving a bus? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, and then Lewis go okay. Yeah, okay. Like he gets on. Like, well, you know, you've been seeing this guy around the office so long, and you finally just probably got to know him. There was probably a, a mutual respect there. Um, I thought Dana forgave Peter a little quickly. She hearted him. Like they they really went pretty quick into okay, we're back together, and I really and you are a good person and a good man. And oh, and Oscar Oscar's dad is a deadbeat. That kid is nine <laughs> months old. Where is he? In another yeah. country. No, no, no. You don't go to yeah. another country. You you be a father to your son, all right? That's shenanigans. Mm-hmm. That guy's a punk. Well, maybe that's well, why to... uh, Maybe that's why she fell fell for Peter again so quickly, because he was, you know, put yeah. in the time and mm-hmm. you know, being presuming eternal. Oscar's dad was her ex-husband, right? So the, he got divorced while they had this infant son? Mm-hmm. Shenanigans. Or did they never get married? Did they? Oh my she god. Mentioned, like, she mentioned that she, she mentioned married. divorced. Yeah. yeah. yeah she, she, did. Okay. she did something like, you know, we, we, we lost contact after I got married. She said it when she was talking oh, to Egon when he was yeah. studying yeah. the kids or the kid with the puppy and then the mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Alright. So so we're getting to that time. Jeff. 
I'll start with you. What was your favorite part of this movie? Um, look, I don't want to st- steal Jen's, but really, I only have one that I would, you know, definitely say is my favorite. I, I really do like the, um, and it's, it's so strange to think that Venkman isn't even in this scene, but that's just the sort of movie this is. I, I really do like the three, uh, Ray, uh, Egon, and Winston down in the uh, pneumatic transit line bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's arguably the scariest part in the movie. It's got some funny lines in it and just, I, I just, I just like that scene start to finish. Uh, I don't, um, it, it's, it's, it's the only, <laughs> it's the only scene I can think of that I like. Like I, I, there's bits and pieces that I like. That's the one scene that I kind of like as, as it stands start to finish. So that, that's for me, that that's definitely the highlight. Um, and it feels, it feels like, you know, okay, they're finally doing some ghosts, you know, some investigate. It feels like the plot's actually going somewhere at that point too, which is also good. So I'll I'll go next. I think my favorite scene and Beardman. I'm I'm really stretching because there is not a lot of this movie that I actually can go back and look at and think fondly about. Um, but I think probably my favorite scene is when they're showing off the slime to Peter. And like yes. they make the toaster dance and all this other stuff yeah. and talk about like all oh, the positive and he's like, Have you slept with it? And there's this look and he's like, It's always the quiet ones. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you do in your spare time. <laughs> yeah. That's that I mean that that's that's about a scene that I think like this is at least funny. Like yeah. this could have come out of the first movie. It could it could have, yeah. yeah. It it, yeah. it was it was nice. Yeah. yeah. So so Jen, we're gonna end on a positive note. <laughs> what was your favorite part of this movie? Uh it's it's really tough. I gotta mention two real quick. Sure. My the, my two favorites are the courtroom scene ending with like that epic return, and then her answering the phone, going, "Yes, we're back," <laughs> and what Jeff said. That's I mean I think again that's just so memorable from a childhood. The whole mm-hmm. scene of them. No, I I can understand it. I I would be right with you on the courtroom scene, if it wasn't mm-hmm. for the fact that it's heavily implied that Winston left the room scared. <laughs> he's a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it it does take uh, some enjoyment out of it, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 All right. So, scores. Jen, we'll start with you. What would you score this movie if you had to give it a score? Um, 5 Vigos out of 5. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't know I if you could it. be on any I love it. Thoughts. I'm sorry. I love it. Oh, okay. okay. All right. <laughs> Jeff. Um, out of 5. Out of whatever. Out of whatever. These scores right, don't well, mean yeah. anything. You know that. All right. Well, I'll just stick with out of five, even though this isn't going to make it. I have a backup just in case right. if you don't like the first one. I'm going to give it two Scolari brothers out of five. Two Scolari brothers. Two. Two. Okay. I will give it one <gasps> free-floating, full torso, vaporous <laughs> apparition out of five. No. I added vaporous. That hurt. Vaporous. That because hurt. I wanted to drive the point home. <laughs> You could have just said a half. <laughs> I, you know, no, I don't do halves. The halves are dumb. Because then you got to say, what's the difference between three and a half and a three? And again, the scores don't matter. Right. I could have said anything. I could have said one out of a hundred. But one, <laughs> I just give it a one out of whatever. So that was Hero Talk. That was Ghostbusters 2. I want to say thanks to Baron Fang and Dark Princess for joining us. You can catch us on Enthusiacs.com, on YouTube on Enthusiacs, and where else are we? At Twitter, at Enthusiacs. Uh, thanks for joining us for Hero Talk, and good night. Good night.